Thank you for joining me once again here on the VCR Podcast, Steelers Saturday Edition. Welcome, 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 friends. This is Derek once again from my office here at the Bowling Alley, and we are looking back at the Steelers finally getting a victory. It was glorious. I am absolutely buzzing right now because the, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the New Orleans Saints 20-10 to 10 last week. We predicted here on the podcast the Steelers were going to win 24-14, uh, so very, very close. Still a 10-point victory, and the game played out pretty much as we thought it was going to, but the Steelers win 20-10. to 10. That unfortunately keeps them still in fourth place in the AFC North. It pushes the Saints down to fourth place in the NFC South, but a win nonetheless. I will take a win any day of the week with this bunch, with how this season has gone, and we can see that they're actually a pretty decent team whenever they can get a good running attack. And obviously the defense is completely different with TJ Watt. The Bengals, or the Saints, excuse me, had no answer for that. Andy Dalton was a deer in the headlights with everything that was coming at him. The Saints are a terrible team, though. We'll see if it is a sign of things to come, if the Steelers can kind of turn things around in the second half of the season. I'm not sure about that. But we will also we will look back at the glory that was last week, and we will also look ahead to the game this Sunday against the rival Cincinnati Bengals. Steelers and Bengals has become one of the preeminent rivalries in the NFL over the past 20 years or so. We remember all the great games with all the big hits by Heinz Ward and Montez Perfect and Pac-Man Jones and all of Antonio Brown's nonsense. So Steelers versus Bengals, once again, it's going to be an exciting affair this Sunday. The Bengals enter the game at 5-4 and four and in second place in the AFC North, but the Steelers did beat them the first time, so we'll see what happens in this one. We will look at how each team is playing coming into this game, and we are going to relive the glory of last Sunday. So thank you so much. Keep with me here on the VCR Podcast on a Steelers Saturday edition. This is Derek once again. Let's Here we go, Steelers. Welcome back, friends, to the VCR Versing, Cursing, and Rehearsing podcast on a Steelers Saturday edition. We are looking back at the win over the Saints. We are looking ahead to the game this week against the Bengals. But first, uh, like I mentioned, we have to relive the glory of finally getting back in the win column. It was great to see. Steelers 20, Saints 10. Steelers got out quickly in this game. There was a long Najee Harris run in the first half. Najee had his best game of the season for sure. They jumped out to an early 10 to nothing lead. Uh, George Pickens, one-yard rushing touchdown in the first quarter, and then a Matthew Wright field goal at the start of the second quarter. Saints kicked the field goal midway through the second quarter. And they put together an impressive two-minute drill to tie the game at 10 to 10 going into halftime. Saints then got the opening kickoff of the second half and went three and out. The Steelers put together a good drive but missed a field goal. And then the Steelers, uh, the, or the Saints rather, were starting to move the ball, but then there was that incredible uh, DeMonte KZ interception. Steelers score a touchdown on a Kenny Pickett uh, QB sneak. And the Saints couldn't help themselves down the stretch. A turnover on downs, another interception, yada, yada, yada. End of the day, Steelers win 20-10. to 10. Uh, So 
two teams that are not really competitive with the Super Bowl, I would say, uh, for this season for sure. But still, it's good to see the Steelers were able to get back in the win column. The first game that they have won where Kenny Pickett has actually started start to finish. He ended the game with 18 of 30 for 199 yards and one rushing touchdown, which sounds good and is pretty good, but he definitely missed some open receivers. And I thought kind of ran himself into a few sacks. They ended up with six sacks on Pickett, which is way, way, way too many. He can't be taking that kind of punishment. And I think a lot of it was was his fault, and a lot of it was the offensive line's fault. But either way, they need to prevent him from getting sacked that much. There was a few that killed drives. And he's likely to turn the football over if he's going to be hit and pressured that much. But all in all, he got the job done. We predicted on the podcast last week that he would throw for 200 yards and a touchdown while he threw for 199 yards and had a rushing touchdown. So pretty close, pretty good. Uh, but no turnovers, which is definitely a positive for Pickett. First game really with no turnovers for him. So, you know, it, every week is going to be a different test and battle when you've got a rookie playing quarterback. So uh, you got to take with the good with the bad. He is going to get better, uh, but right now, you know, he's he's limited in the passing game in general is limited right now. But the rushing game was terrific for the Steelers in this game. Najee Harris had 20 carries for 99 yards. Kenny Pickett had eight carries for 51 yards in that touchdown, and Jalen Warren had nine carries for 37 yards. So really, really productive, all three of them. Uh, hopefully that is a trend that can continue because that is an offense that, you know, can have success with the guys that they have involved. In the passing game, Deontay Johnson was the leading receiver. He had four catches for 63 yards. Pat Frymouth had four catches for 36 yards. And George Pickens had three catches for 32 yards. With Claypool no longer in the mix, I definitely believe that those three guys are going to be the focal point of the passing game. And, you know, they, they all were somewhat productive. So, so that's good. Still would really like to see some touchdowns through the passing game and to the wide receivers. Uh, Deontay Johnson at this point in the season, it's embarrassing that he doesn't have a touchdown yet. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, the Steelers were dramatically improved, I felt, in this game. And a lot of it has to do with T.J. Watt just, you know, requires so much attention that – you know, again, Dalton, two interceptions when they were trying to come back late in the game. DeMonte KZ was everywhere. He had four tackles and an interception. And Alex Highsmith had five tackles, two sacks, and he was the defensive player of the week. So they limited Alvin Kamara to only 26 yards rushing. The Saints became one-dimensional. And, you know, when Dalton is your quarterback and you don't have Michael Thomas and all of that, any plan on the road and Steelers get Watt and KZ back, that's a recipe that's not going to add up for a win for the Saints. So, um, really, uh, overall, it was a great, great game, well-coached game. The Steelers, they, they took care of business. Uh, the takeaways, I think, for this one is that, again, the defense is just massively different with Watt. I mean, duh. Like, we knew that, but still, it is impressive to see it play out in real time when you're watching it because – whether it's him or Highsmith, there's constant pressure on the quarterbacks. The running game becomes more limited because Watt's excellent in the running in rush defense, and those that secondary that has been much maligned is not. It, they don't have to cover the guys as long because the quarterbacks get under consistent pressure. So everything is different with Watt, 
And I do think that KZ adds a different kind of dimension too. He finds the football. He was consistently visible throughout this game, and I am really excited to see when they go with three safeties with him, Edmonds, and Minka, obviously, because those safeties are very, very good. And that's going to be a problem for teams. Like, I can't wait to see them play the Ravens. I don't know how Lamar Jackson is going to deal with, you know, Minka being able to man follow Mark Andrews all over the field. Like, that's going to be an advantage for the Steelers. So this defense could end up being very elite down the stretch as long as everybody stays healthy because they just got so many different ways to attack you and so many different elements that can frustrate and bother the quarterback. So definitely a big takeaway. Steelers defense vast improved in this game. And I know it's only the Saints, but we'll see against one of the top offenses in the league this week how much better they really are. Um, Second takeaway, this is another duh moment, but great defense and a strong running game are going to help the rookie quarterback. We knew that. So we said last week that if the Steelers were going to win this game, they were going to have to try to create some turnovers and get Kenny Pickett a short field to work with, and they were able to do that. Um... You know, they like they got their touchdown in the second half off of a short field, off of the interception by KZ. And that's what happens. When your offense is going to be limited, you need to do what you can to try to help your rookie. And they were finally able to establish a running game, the best game of the season from Harris. It was, you know, put up or shut up time for him, and he did it. And then the defense was great. So, they, you know, that that's how this team is going to need to win games. So that, too, is a major positive. So... Both offensively and defensively, major positive things to take away from this game. But the third takeaway, and this is the negative, this is the downside, the kicker sucks. Uh, That Matthew Wright is garbage. And with Boswell out for at least another three games, that's going to be a problem. If your offense is limited and you're not going to be able to do well in the red zone and you're not going to be able to score a ton of touchdowns, you need to be able to rely on your kicker. And that was a weapon and has been a weapon the Steelers have had for a long time because Boswell's been so reliable. But I don't know. If if Wright has another bad game this week, they're going to have to go and find another guy because the season is going to is going to melt away if, you know, that continues to be a problem. So those are the takeaways from this game. All in all, a beautiful day. Wasn't the prettiest win. It's not going to be pretty right now with, with the, the roster that the Steelers have. Uh, it's very different than the days of when they had Big Ben and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and we're putting up 45 points a game. Uh, they have to win a different kind of way now. But a win is a win, even though it was over a bad team. Really impressed to see how the defense was able to limit the rushing attack of the Saints, and they held their star rookie receiver to only three catches for 40 yards. I thought that was pretty good too. And, you know, again, a win for Pickett. So all good. So beautiful. Here we go, Steelers. But now we have to look ahead to a bigger game, a divisional game against the rival Bengals. So in the next segment, I'm going to break them down. We're going to get to see them because it's been a while since we saw them the first time. And we'll see how this game is going to shake down and make our official predictions. Thank you very much. Keep with me here on the VCR Steelers Saturday edition uh, for Steelers versus Bengals. and cursing and rehearsing Steelers Saturday podcast here for Steelers versus Bengals at home this Sunday at 425 at Acershire Stadium. Really, really jazzed for this game. 
Um, I have hated the Bengals since birth. I've hated how they've been talked about all offseason and into this season that they could go back to the Super Bowl. I hate seeing them in the Super Bowl. I love the Steelers beat them in the first week, and I hate the Bengals and want them to lose every time. So that being said, end of the podcast. No, just kidding. Um, so really exciting uh, to be able to break this game down. Um, let's meet the Cincinnati Bengals. We saw them earlier in the season in the first week. Uh, once again, Steeler victory. Um, but – the Bengals are five and four. They're in second place in the AFC North, but they have lost every divisional game already. They lost to Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh already. So three of their four losses are divisional games. They have to win this game. Uh, the Bengals have the number six scoring offense in the league. They have the number eight total offense, the number six passing offense, but they have the number 27 rushing offense. They have the number nine total defense the number 13 scoring defense, the number 17 rushing defense, and the number 12 passing defense. So uh, we kind of knew this coming into this season, but their offense, their entire strength is built around Joe Burrow in this passing game and his great weaponry. Uh, but they're pretty ordinary on defense, and Joe Mixon has been disappointing so far for the Bengals' rushing attack. Mixon only has 151 carries for 585 yards. That's 18th in the NFL. He has six touchdowns, no fumbles. Those are good stats. 3.9 yards per carry. That's decent. But uh, they don't run the ball very much. I think a lot of it is because they've been trailing a lot in games and they've been trying to come back. But, you know, they think they have a superstar unicorn quarterback and they want to, you know, uh, fall behind him and, and let him carry the mail for them. But Burrow's numbers are great. He's 233 for 333 on the year for 2,535 yards. It's fifth in the league. He has 18 touchdowns and six interceptions. Keep in mind, he threw four interceptions in the week one loss to the Steelers. So he's 16 touchdowns versus two picks since week one. So that's excellent. Um, their leading receiver is, of course, the great Jamar Chase. He has 47 catches for 605 yards and six touchdowns. But he will not play in this game. We don't know when he's going to play again. So advantage Steelers there. Now the Bengals obviously still have tons of weapons in order to hurt you. Uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, um, you know, they, they have good tight ends. They have Joe Mixon. So, and of course they have Burrow and he's a threat in the air. He's a threat on the ground. Uh, he's a smart quarterback. He's cocky and arrogant and, the other teams hate him, but he is hard to stop. I'm really excited to see his matchup this week. I, I really want to see Minka Fitzpatrick roam the field. I, I want to see what the, what happens when they go to the three safety set where Edmonds and um, KZ play the traditional safety roles and Minka does the Palomalu thing where he kind of roams around the field. I'm really excited to see how that plays out because I think that can be a real weapon. And I Fitzpatrick had his best game of the season against Cincinnati in week one. He's had an excellent season, but he was everywhere and determined in that game. And so I'm really excited to see how that's going to play out. I think Burrow might uh, might just be looking over his shoulder a little bit uh, at where Fitzpatrick is, and that could be something that helps the Steelers a lot. Um, on the injury front going into this game, uh, the Steelers will be without Chris Boswell, as we've talked about. They'll be without William Jackson the third, and they'll be without DeMarvin Leal. Um, 
Dotson, Ogunjobi, Witherspoon, and Minka are all listed as questionable, but I just saw that they have officially cleared Minka to play, so I can't imagine him not playing. The Bengals are pretty healthy themselves. They're without their superstar, Jamar Chase, but they only have one guy who's listed as questionable. That's Josh Dupoe, the defensive lineman. So pretty much all the regulars are going to play for both teams. Um you know, the Steelers are without one of their big weapons and Chris Boswell. The Bengals are without one of theirs and Jamar Chase. So even Steven, let's see what happens. The keys, I think, to victory, if the Steelers are going to win this game, first key is that it needs to be a clean and efficient game from the offense. It max of one turnover. Can't be anything more than, than one turnover max. It, no turnovers would obviously be much preferred. Um, you know, it, you can end drives with a kick. If you punt, that's not the end of the world. I trust this defense, even though they're going up against one of the best you know units in the league. I, I trust this defense with with health and with Watt that you know that can keep them in the game. It just needs to be a clean, efficient game from the offense. The guy to watch to prevent that from happening is Von Bell, the safety from the Bengals. He already has four interceptions in the season this year that's one off the lead for the league lead so keep an eye on him uh pickett has thrown a lot of interceptions this season bell likes to you know hide and disguise coverages and he kind of pops up where, where the quarterback can't see him and then he picks off the ball that could be a problem kenny pickett has thrown those kind of interceptions this year so i would be careful with the football and make sure that it's a clean, efficient game. And in order to do that, the second key is to continue to feature the running game with Harris, Warren, and, yes, Kenny Pickett. If there's been anything that Pickett's really had success with so far this year, it really is his play-action rollouts and his RPOs and stuff like that. He likes to move the ball. He likes the moving pocket. He likes to get his legs involved. He had 51 yards rushing last week. So continue to feature that. Maybe Najee Harris has finally found his swagger back after having a really good game. And maybe the answer really is a committee situation. Mike Tomlin has always been a one running back guy. We're going to run the wheels off, and that's an outdated way to look at football. The only way that you can have a one running back set in the com- or in this era of NFL, I believe, is if you have a Nick Chubb or a Derrick Henry. We don't have that. We have two guys that are pretty good in Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. So feature them both, and then get Pickett involved in the running game. Try to protect the ball. That's your keys on offense. But for the defense, the third key to victory for this game, I would have a similar game plan to what I had last week. As I mentioned, you know, take care of the football, make things easier for the rookie quarterback, but also a similar game plan to the first matchup with Cincinnati. The Steelers will lose this game if they give up big plays to Burrow in that offense. Keep everybody in front, play cover two or whatever, and keep everybody in front and make sure that you tackle them and don't give up big plays, don't get burned deep. Um, Like I said, I'm really excited to see what the three safety set is looking like. Um, and I want to see if Minka can maybe get to uh, Rome and get some turnovers and all that kind of stuff. So if that happens, they have a good chance. Just like every game, they have to be good on third down. They have to win the turnover battle. If they're able to do those kind of things, they have a good opportunity to win this game. For my prediction, um, I'll be honest, I didn't look at the line, so I don't know what the, uh, what the line is. I'm sure that the Bengals are favored, but I would not bet this game because I think that this really could go either way. I'm going to pick 
the Bengals to win 24 to 17. And that's only because I just think Burrow's too good to lose to the Steelers twice in the same season. The Steelers, both teams really need to win this game if they have any hope of making the playoffs. Um, if the if the Bengals lose, they're done for the division uh, because at five and five with um, with all those divisional losses, they're absolutely done for the division. Um, they have a chance to the wild card with a loss, but they're they'll really be hurt. They're not a lock to make the playoffs. And the Steelers, if they have any hope of staying in it at all, they have to they have to win this game. They have to win all their home games. So uh, it's going to be a spirited affair. Um, it's going to be high octane. It's going to be a lot of hitting. It's going to be a classic Steelers Bengals game. But I think Burrow is just going to find a way because I just think he's at a different development stage than Pickett is right now. And when push comes to shove, I think the Bengals have a little bit of a better roster than the Steelers do. So I'm going to go with the Bengals 24 to 17. I hope I'm wrong. Here we go, Steelers. Let's go get them. Won't play Renegade this time because I think we're going to lose. But I would love to play it next week to lead off the show. And we will be back next week to break down the game against the Indianapolis Colts. Thank you for joining me here on the VCR podcast, Steelers Saturday edition. Thank you. Have a great day.